Hello, and welcome to the Employer Brand Shop Talk podcast, where we break down all things employer branding and recruitment marketing into actionable steps that you can put into play at your organization today. I'm your host, Caitlin Holbein, founder and principal consultant at the Employer Brand Shop. We're a boutique agency helping companies to build and activate their employer brands in order to attract, retain, and engage qualified talent. And now, let's get started with today's show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Employer Brand Shop Talk podcast. Today's episode is our final episode in this first season of the podcast, since we really wanted to keep the first season short, sweet, and ultra-targeted. If you've been tuning in so far, you'll know that this whole season has acted as a course to get you started in employer branding. From building an EVP through to bringing your employer brand to life internally and externally too, this first season is intended to provide a solid foundation that we're going to build on in upcoming seasons. What this season may have made clear to you is that employer branding is a multifaceted discipline. There's a lot to think through when it comes to developing your employer brand strategy, identity, and execution plans. And since we did cover so much over the past two months of episodes, I wanted to take the time to slow down and recap the top things that we learned across all of the episodes in this season to help you digest and really focus in on some of the most important takeaways. The other thing you may have noticed if you've been tuned in all season is that I love lists. So this episode, like many others, is going to be structured in list format too. So with that being said, here are the top 10 things we learned during season one of the Employer Brand Shop Talk podcast. Takeaway number one, employer branding and recruitment marketing are sometimes used interchangeably, but they're quite different. In episode one of this season, we walked through the differences between employer branding and recruitment marketing in depth. In short, the difference is really that employer branding is a bit broader than recruitment marketing in our view. Employer branding is a discipline that involves defining your company's identity and values as an employer and strategically communicating those factors to a target talent audience. Whether you have an employer brand program or role at your organization or not, your organization already has an employer brand. And a robust employer brand strategy should focus on both internal and external strategies for reinforcing and communicating your brand. Recruitment marketing, on the other hand, is the applied application of your employer brand for talent attraction purposes specifically. You can learn more about the differences and hear about the types of projects and work that fall underneath each umbrella by giving that first episode a listen. Takeaway number two, your employer brand should start with your employee value proposition or EVP. If you're looking to start focusing on and improving your employer brand strategy for both internal goals like employee engagement and retention, and external goals like talent attraction, a natural starting place is with your EVP. Your EVP is the what's in it for me factor that describes why an employee should want to work with you based on a range of perspective factors, like how you work, what your team is like, what they're working on, your stance on CSR and DEI, your employee experience, and much more. As we covered in the first episode of this season, without an EVP, you're essentially driving in the dark. You won't know what key differentiators you should be highlighting to different audience groups in order to attract their attention and drive them to action. Taking the time to uncover your authentic EVP will help to guide your approach to messaging and visuals on an ongoing basis and ensure that you get things started on the right foot. Takeaway number three, developing an EVP isn't rocket science. While there are a lot of moving pieces to consider when developing or refreshing an EVP, if you break down your EVP development project into bite-sized pieces, it'll feel a lot more approachable. In episode two, we shared our full methodology at the employer brand shop for uncovering an EVP. Those seven steps are as follows. Number one, conduct research with your employee base and leaders. 
Number two, gather market research. Number three, identify common themes. Number four, do a hiring competitor scan. Number five, build out a draft EVP platform. Number six, test your draft EVP platform with employees. And number seven, socialize and validate with internal stakeholders and leaders. If you break down your EVP project into steps like these and focus on each one as a mini project, it'll feel a lot more digestible. To learn more about how to approach each step, you can either go back and listen to that full second episode, or if you prefer to read through the details rather than listen, you can take a look at the employerbrandshop.com forward slash blog for a full post that breaks that down for you. Takeaway number four, your EVP should feature a full picture of what life looks like at your organization, the good and the bad, the give and the get. In episode three of this season, I was fortunate enough to interview industry leaders and international best-selling authors, Charlotte Marshall and Brian Adams. During this episode, we talked about Charlotte and Brian's give and get EVP methodology as outlined in their book, Give and Get Employer Branding. The central takeaway of their book and our podcast discussion is that your EVP shouldn't be all rainbows and sunshine. Your EVP instead should also spotlight some of the tougher things about working for your organization, the sacrifices that employees make, and what they get in return for what they're putting into your workplace. This approach works because it ends up acting as a filter that provides candidates with the information they need up front to decide if your organization is the right fit for them. Because for many organizations, particularly in today's tough economic climate, the problem isn't getting a high enough volume of applicants, it's getting a high enough volume of qualified applicants. And by providing real information about what it's required to thrive at your organization, you can allow candidates to understand if it sounds like a good fit for them and turn away those who aren't looking for the type of environment that you provide. This approach helps your team to recruit more effectively and reduces costly turnover too. Takeaway number five, your EVP will change over time as your people and culture changes. As we learned from Hannah Fleischman, Senior Manager of Employer Brand at HubSpot in episode five, your EVP is a living, breathing thing. Hannah warns that if you're doing employer branding work at one organization for a while, it can be easy to fall into the same trap of communicating one EVP over and over again for years. However, your EVP is a living, breathing thing that will change as your organization and employee experience shifts over time. To ensure you're taking this into account, stay close to your employees to make sure the content you're sharing actually represents the current employee experience. Conduct focus groups to test your messaging and use the feedback to tweak your EVP and content strategy over time. Takeaway number six, the move to remote work means that we need to revisit our employee experience and EVP messaging. Also during the episode with Hannah, we talked about how our employer brand strategies need to change to account for the rise of remote work exacerbated by COVID-19, but likely here longer term too. Hannah has some real expertise in this area since 10% of HubSpot employees were already working fully remote before COVID. However, now with all HubSpot employees working remotely, she did need to revisit what this meant for their culture. Hannah encourages other organizations too to take the time now to investigate who they are beyond their shared physical space and really dive deep to identify differentiators in terms of things like shared values and commitments, and to ensure that's being communicated in your EVP messaging. In addition, you'll also wanna make sure that candidates have an idea of what your remote employee experience looks like so they can understand if this is an environment where they will thrive. Takeaway number seven, you should bring your EVP to life internally before you use it externally for talent attraction purposes. A lot of organizations start employer branding programs with the aim of improving their talent acquisition efforts. And while employer branding can certainly help you with this, if you only activate it externally 
and not internally, then you can face some major brand issues. Because if you're providing an employee experience that isn't in line with what you're shouting from the rooftops externally, your employees will speak up. They'll share their perspectives on Glassdoor and other review platforms, which will lead to candidates forming a mistrust of your brand. Instead, you need to weave your EVP across the entire employee experience and life cycle to really make it part of the lived experience before you broadcast it externally. Takeaway number eight, there are three areas to focus on when it comes to activating your EVP internally. This season, I also shared our methodology for bringing an EVP to life internally. In short, it involves focusing on the following three areas. Number one, developing an internal launch campaign. This refers to the initial kickoff period where you introduce your EVP platform to your employee base through a range of thoughtful and creative communication approaches over a set period of time, typically two to three months. Number two, creating an ongoing communication strategy. Beyond that initial kickoff campaign, you need to think of ways to weave your core messaging across employee communications from onboarding through to offboarding. This sometimes involves stating your messaging explicitly, but in many cases, it also involves finding opportunities to show your EVP in action rather than shout the message outright. And number three, weaving your EVP into your HR policies and programs. An audit of your HR policies and programs is probably in order if you're launching a new EVP. Make sure that the statements you're making in your EVP are reflected, supported, and upheld from an operational standpoint within your policies and programs. You can learn more about each area of our three-pronged internal approach in episode four. Takeaway number nine, when it comes to external activations, there are four areas that are helpful to think about. Conversely, when putting together that external EVP activation plan or recruitment marketing plan, there are typically four areas where we focus our efforts. Number one, an external EVP launch campaign. Similar to with the internal launch campaign, this is a concerted effort over a specific time period, maybe two to six months, where you build brand awareness externally around your new messaging and what it means to work for your company. Number two, candidate journey mapping. This is an exercise where you think through all of the digital touch points on your candidate's journey down your recruiting funnel and come up with a content strategy to identify how your EVP is being communicated to different groups along each stopping point. Number three, a social media strategy. Social media is really integral to recruiting today. With so many organizations now sharing information about their culture and EVP on social, if you're not coming up with a strategy here, you're likely falling behind. This is why this is an essential area that we recommend really thinking through when it comes to bringing your EVP to life externally. And number four, an employee advocacy plan. An employee advocacy plan is also essential for fully activating your EVP externally. This involves enabling your employees with the right tools and information to be able to talk about their experiences on social, to amplify your brand and provide an authentic behind the scenes look at your culture. This is a really effective and important approach today that candidates are anticipating more and more. So you definitely don't wanna leave this one off the list. And lastly, takeaway number 10 from this season, make sure to loop in the right internal stakeholders. Employer branding and EVP work is still a relatively new space. So bringing people along for the ride is really important. You need to share what you're trying to achieve and the ROI in the work that you do often. This is something we mentioned in several episodes and that Ryan Finnegan, Global Employer Brand Manager at Peloton, really drove home to. During the seventh episode of this first season, Ryan advises us to consider bringing in our leaders, DEI team members, and marketing so they feel involved, like they co-created this work with you. This way, they can also help to bring your EVP to life from the inside out on an ongoing basis, 
helping to ensure the success of your employer brand program. All right, so that is my curated and short list of the most important takeaways from this season. And with that, that's a wrap on this episode and on season one. We'll be taking a break for the holidays and recording new episodes in January and launching season two in February, 2021. If you have specific topics that you'd like to see covered during the next season, please feel free to reach out to us in the next few weeks and let us know. You can email me directly at caitlin at theemployerbrandshop.com or just use the contact form on our website if you prefer at theemployerbrandshop.com. Thanks so much for tuning in and I hope everyone stays safe and has a wonderful holiday season. See you back here next year. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Employer Brand Shop Talk podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe and give us a rating on your favorite podcast player. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter at theemployerbrandshop.com forward slash newsletter and check us out on social at The Employer Brand Shop. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where we share more employer branding and recruitment marketing tips regularly. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you'll join us again next week to talk shop about all things employer brand.